Hello and welcome to episode three of this AFL Life. I'm Alison Smirnoff and I'm joined once again by Astor O'Connor and Darcy Vessio. Welcome. Hi Al. Hey Al. Football highlights from the last two weeks. Asta. Ooh. I mean, there's so much happening in football at the moment, but for me, the game on Friday night, um, top of the table clash, round six, Western Bulldogs, uh, North Melbourne at Etihad, Pack Stadium, I think over 45,000. So great to see two clubs who were previously sort of struggling for numbers, membership, support, and they're up and running. And it's great to see that the Melbourne clubs, you know, doing so well. Um, Jared White. Wow. Whitey. He was the difference and just came out and went bang. And I love the swagger of a forward that just gets up and about and his hands were sticky and he just, he was on. Great to watch. Um, You know, call him a recycled player, whatever you will. He is the best forward in the competition at the moment and he's he's great to watch. And uh, he's been phenomenal for North Melbourne there on top of the ladder, undefeated. And I'm really looking forward to see what Jared can do in the finals. Yeah, me too. I mean, having you know worked up close with a lot of the players at Carlton, I um I'm just I'm really happy for him that he's injury free and playing some really great footy. It's um it's really well deserved. Yeah, and it's fantastic to see that there's still personalities in our game. Yeah, uh, I think there's a bit of criticism out there that players are a bit robotic, and Jared's anything but. <laughs> and it's great to see, and that's what kids go to the footy to watch. Yeah, uh, my footy highlight would be. Uh, Probably Mo Hope's 200th on the weekend. Um, I think she's someone who has been around women's footy for a long time and for her to play out her 200th and and against the club she started with, I thought that was really special and and I was really happy to be a part of that. Um, And, of course, Steph Kiyochi's 150th game. Congrats to Steph too. Both great achievements um, and congratulations to those ladies. Um, Well, my highlight was the Youth Girls National Championships opening ceremony on Monday morning at uh, Collingwood's very impressive facility at the Holden Centre. But what I loved was just there was this buzz in the air. I mean, I know that there's obviously always a lot of excitement in the air when you're representing your state, but there just seems to be this extra special element. Mm. Um, Top age girls are potentially going to be on AFL lists next year and it's just it's really, really exciting. Yeah, it was a great event put on by the AFL Fantastic to hear Katie Brennan's thoughts mm-hmm. being a, you know, a first-time youth girls uh, participant back in 2007 and to the heights that she's reached so far. It's it's great to have role models like Katie there. Mm-hmm. And I think I was there also, Alan, the, um, at the point where Richo, Matthew Richardson, who was sort of chairing or opening the, the champ, said, oh, my young niece could potentially play in this. And it really does bring home that, you know, there's – there's young girls out there who one day will be AFL footballers. It's fantastic. Yeah, well they, yeah they, they have that option now, mm. I think. And that's just what's so exciting. I mean, I remember kicking the football around the backyard. You know, just I cried when I, when I found out that I'd never get to play for Carlton. Um, but that Turns out that might have been not such a bad thing. <laughs> <laughs> no, just a joke, Al, just a joke. <laughs> but, you know, not being able to play for Carlton because of my gender. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so only yeah, I remember that is, exact yeah. moment too in my yeah. childhood where mum said, "No, you, she, you know, you're not going to be a footballer." Yeah. Um, oh, mum proved you wrong. <laughs> no. <Yeah. laughs> no, my mum's a fantastic yeah. support and has always been, you know, fantastic for footy. And um, but it is, it's, it's the evolution of the game. Mm. It's the evolution mm. of of what women can do, and we're one step away from it becoming a reality. 
So, Asta, it seems we have quite the power broker in our midst sitting with us at this table. Our, oh, she's blushing. She's <laughs> blushing. Our Stop very it. own, this AFL Life's very own Darcy Vessio has been appointed to the Women's Football Advisory Group. Wow, eh? Congrats, Darcy. Congratulations, Darcy. That is, it's brilliant. It's brilliant Thank news. Thank you. We're, we're really, really happy for you. Thanks. Yeah, I'm really pumped to be part of it. Um, we've got a first, our first meeting coming up this week, so it'll be really interesting to see what, what topics are on the table. I guess we all kind of have an idea of what's going to be discussed, but um, also some of the other names involved. Um, I'm really excited to get to know them and, and yeah, see how they operate in these kind of high-powered situations, I guess. Yeah, my um, I've got a bit of a funny story on that one. <laughs> the chair of the advisory group, uh, Major General Simone Wilkie, yep. she last year came down and, and had a look at us, our training at the Bulldogs. Mm. Unfortunately, well, I didn't put two and two together. Simone, obviously, is an AFL commissioner yep. and an amazing woman in her own right, what she's been able to achieve through her service to the army, I thought that she was someone's mum. And at the time she came out and walked onto Whitten Oval and sort of, you know, not not purposely, but sort of walked halfway through our drill. And I was like, hey, you, out the way. <laughs> and just shooed out the way the AFL commissioner. Get out of here. But she was sort of walking exactly where I was Stood at centre half forward and Meg Hutcher and centre half back and Hutchie's like, don't you know who that is? <laughs> I just thought she was maybe a bit lost. I didn't know what was happening and I've since had the conversation with her and she, <laughs> no, she was great about it but, you know, typical uh, me putting my foot in it as always but, you know, I think I shouted her a coffee and all was well but it's going to be great, Darcy. You've really got an opportunity to, you know, I guess, you know, your position is something that you get to shape part of how female footy will look in the future yeah absolutely um yeah I think it's a real opportunity um you nervous yeah I am actually really nervous (laughs) I didn't realize I got a call um asking if I'd like to be part of it and I was like yeah totally um I'd love to and then I saw Cara's article and and you're gonna work in some of your jokes or because let me just let me just (laughs) let me just go through the names Major General Simone Wilkie who is the chair and AFL commissioner, uh, Libby Gore, uh, media commentator, Debbie Lee, past player and stateswoman of female football, uh, Sue Alberti, Western Bulldogs board member, uh, Michelle Cowan, Melbourne Football Club assistant coach, Craig Stasevich, AFL Queensland female football talent manager, Holly Ransom, Port Adelaide board member, Jane Woodlands-Thompson from the Sanford Commission and Xavier Clark from NT Thunder. Some pretty impressive names there, Darcy. Yeah, yeah, I definitely, I didn't realise um, that I was going to be the only player involved, I guess, and, and this is a real opportunity for me to put forward what I'm thinking and what I what I um, gather from the rest of the players as well and, and yeah, sort of just represent that collective, I guess, and as well as I can, yeah. I think, you know, I, I can say I know you pretty well, Darcy, and you have the perfect temperament and you're the exact right person for... Um, for the role you're going to be fantastic and um, you know don't forget me as your stardom <laughs> rises <laughs> don't forget us little guys down here at the bottom 
I probably won't um, mention to Simone that I know you just in case it gets us off to a bad start. But <laughs> no, thank you very much. Um, but yeah, I'll uh, let you know how it goes. I think you left your sunnies in my car the other night oh, when I gave you a lift. Yes, so I've been wondering. Yeah, where I'm going to hold them ransom. Holy uh, ransom. <laughs> oh, she's on fire. Oh. Loving your work, Dust. Thank you very much. Um, but I, I wrote an article about it uh, last week and one of the points that I made in it is that I'm I'm so pleased that the AFL is coming through on their promise to get more women into the game and providing this kind of leadership opportunity and growth opportunity for you, Darcy, mm. I think is really, really exciting. You know, plus, you know, obviously those roles opening up at, at AFL clubs now, we actually, we, we really are seeing more women in the game. Mm-hmm. Just a snapshot, Al, when you yeah. were working at Carlton, yeah. how many females were part of the um, the Carlton footy club? How many employees? Um, maybe a percentage? Maybe I would say maybe 20 to 30%. Okay. Uh, yeah, and while I was there, there were no women on the executive team mm-hmm. uh, and one female board member. So Which I guess brings up another topic. Is it a numbers game? Is it about 50-50 or is it about right person for the job, in your opinion? Uh, I think, I mean, I'd love to say, yes, just the right person for the job, but it's it's proven that diverse organisations perform better and I just think when you've got a, a lot of the same type of person making all the, le- you know, leadership decisions, you can, you can kind of plateau. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. And corporate organisations now make a point of being diverse, and that's mm-hmm. not just you know gender diverse. That's yep. that's you know. Well, eth- Westpac Bank were one of the one of the major banks to to sort of look at getting you know more females involved. And mm-hmm. I think the style of leadership that as a country that we have known, or as a society that we have sort of respected, is it's changing, um, mm-hmm. which it can only be a positive thing for the people coming through and and as you said you know it it isn't a numbers game Mm. but Mm. sometimes people just need an opportunity yeah no exactly I mean and it's I mean it has been traditionally a male sport and and so Mm. a lot of those those roles especially in football department roles that you know naturally they are you know dominated by by men which I I guess it's understandable but I I just think it's really exciting that women are now getting these opportunities Mm. And, and, yeah, the majority of the advisory board are women, yep. the advisory group, um, which is awesome to see too. And it, it, it's a good mix of, of football experience and, mm. and leadership experience and, and kind of un- other industry, business, media. I think it's a really good cross-section. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm really excited for you, Das. You're going to wear your Burks, Das? <laughs> Socks and Birkenstocks? Yeah. Or? <laughs> I'm not sure. I guess it depends if... If it's a big table and they won't be able to see under the table, then maybe. <laughs> Depend what the weather's doing too, yeah, won't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it's never never too cold for Burks. Oh, you reckon? Yeah, yeah. It was yeah, pretty cold right. this morning. Yeah. I don't reckon I would have had them on. No, well, that's where the socks come in. Oh, I see. Just the, just the right balance. <laughs> oh, I see. Now, so, this is a bit off topic. Off I'm topic. going rogue. Okay. Oh, no. I have a tendency. <laughs> um, Darcy, we talked about in our last episode... We talked about your new boots from the op shop. Oh, well, yeah. Here we go. Development. Yeah. So that was back episode two, yeah. this AFL life. 
Available on iTunes. Yes. And SoundCloud. Now, Darcy, what have you done to us? What have you gone and bought yourself? What have you gone and put your feet in? A pair of what colour are they? They're orange. What kind of orange are we talking? Bright. Vibrant. Medium bright. (laughs) Medium Medium to bright. (laughs) (laughs) And let me tell you, they could see you from up in space. (laughs) Look, look, so the op shop story was a good one. (laughs) Um, and something that I was very proud of and had a lifespan though didn't it (laughs) yeah maybe not a sustainable option I felt like they just weren't as snug as they could have been because someone else had worn them (laughs) weren't quite made for you (laughs) yeah I think it was at training when I went to kick and I kicked the ground I think they were just that little bit maybe that centimeter too long um so I decided to treat myself um to a new (laughs) pair of boots treat yourself well (laughs) You did kick a very impressive raking left foot goal on the weekend in the new orange boots, so I think I think you're onto a winner. Thank you. Um, and yeah, at this sports shop, I was served by a lovely man who asked me if if I was buying my first ever pair. So that was <laughs> that was a nice experience too. And the answer was yes, because I've always played in someone else's boots. Yeah. So this is my first ever real yeah. own pair. It's like yes, yes, thank you. But no, great work, Darcy. And look, I'm a bit jealous of the orange. I can't go them now because you've beat me to it. Oh, well, Daisy's wearing them as well. So, you know, we can... Oh, so you've but copied Daisy. Crowd, but three is a crowd, so... Three is a crowd. And I am <laughs> nowhere near skillful enough to pull <laughs> off the orange. Now, moving on to topic two, Darcy, Alison. This week, as we've spoken about, is the uh, under-18 youth girls national champs being played here in Melbourne. Um, now, Darcy, can you talk us through, you've got a current assistant coaching role with the Woomeras team. Now, the girls with the Woomeras, where exactly do they hail from? Uh, well, the Woomeras team is uh, quite unique in the fact that the girls come from all around Australia. Um, so, it's an all like an all-star Indigenous team. Uh, so, there are girls coming from every state mm-hmm. um, and they come together. And, yeah, so so the camp pretty much is the first time they get to train and play together. So it's a really unique situation, um, but it's a brilliant group of girls and I'm really lucky to be a part of it. Can you talk us through their pre-match sort of routine? Or oh, I saw this on Twitter. I loved it. It's fantastic. Is yeah. this, did you have anything to do with this? Is this part of your creative genius? <laughs> no, no, no. Um, so I'm, I actually missed the session where the girls went through um they they call it a war cry um so they they perform this before the game and after it if they win um so i should have um brought along the the meaning in english um because it's actually all about strength and power and and the word woomera is actually a part of um a, an aboriginal spear i saw i saw a vision of yeah. the of the war cry before one of their games yeah, the other day yeah it gives me goosebumps and the girls just they they scream it so loudly yeah. and proudly and it just unites them before they're about to run out and do battle on the field. So, yeah, I love it and, and they love it too. And there's some famous names in the side, some famous footballing uh, names. Yeah, so uh, we've got a few uh, famous footballing names in the side. We've got Sharice uh, Cracker, who is a Cracker player, um, of course, relative to Andy Cracker, and um, Madison Yaren, who is our captain, uh, relative of Chris Yaron. Speaking of the Woomeras, mm. um, there's a young girl within the side. Uh, her surname's Karadada. 
I mean, the commentary team throughout the champs, we've we've had a little bit of trouble saying her surname. So we may have given her the nickname of Sonia Dada, who sings which famous 80s pop song? Oh, the only Sonia I know is Sonia Kruger, and that's all that matters. <laughs> oh, no. No, Darcy. So Sonia Dada sings Lover, Lover. Do you uh, want to give us a little rendition how that goes? Um, I know Shaggy's Lover, Lover. <laughs> oh, oh, goodness me. Yeah. We've really got off topic oh, here. No. But oh, no. I'm feeling old. <laughs> Seriously, I'm answering honestly. I think it's <laughs> great, Das, that uh, the Woomeras have such great role models yourself. I think Courtney... Courtney uh, Eagle, Eagle's yeah. involved as well. You know, um, I think I've even seen... Uh, is Xavier Clark there? One of the Clark boys is involved? Uh, no, uh, Maddie Stokes, Maddie actually. Stokes yeah. is there. Yeah, he's been around the girls and they love having him around. Um, and yesterday before the game, Courtney actually uh, called Kirby Bentley before the game and the got, great Kirby Bentley yeah got it's Kirby to talk to the girls before the game just um on speaker and they love that um but yeah I've I've loved working with them this is my first time in any sort of coaching role so I'm um, I'm learning on my feet um but yeah they're just a fantastic group and, and it's wonderful just watching them learn and and play like they're amazing so how did it how did it come about like how did you get the assistant coaching role um, I think through my multicultural uh, ambassador role, um, uh, the people involved who organised it at the AFL identified me as someone who might be in yep. interested in, in helping out. Um, so, yeah, I'm, I'm really lucky that, that yeah. That, that has it, that. And has it been fun, like, being in camp with them all week? And oh, they're hilarious. That half the time they just go on these rants they they start talking to each other and they talk so quickly that um I get a bit lost but yeah they they always um cracking jokes and and having a good uh good dance so yeah I've really enjoyed my time with them now Darcy tell me is this sort of wet your appetite for some coaching down the track do you think um oh, potentially I think I've still got so much to learn as a player myself um but yeah I've been trying to to teach the forward line some stuff. Um, Just how to take hangers or? Oh, yeah. Uh, actually, I think they'd, they'd probably be interested in knowing that, but I think they're already taking them anyway. Yeah, they're, they're <laughs> pretty <laughs> athletic, the young girls. Yeah, yeah. Um, but no, definitely down the track, I think it could be something I'd like to be involved in. But at this stage, yeah, I feel like I'm a bit out of my depth. Now, Asta, you've also had a role with Queensland this week. Yeah. Um, obviously, I know Craig Stasevich quite well. Um, being a Queenslander and myself um, before coming down to Victoria and Craig has coached me at Bulldogs level mm-hmm. uh, with the Western Bulldogs. So so I put in a phone call and asked if I'd like to be the runner. Um, I was up there late last year watching the state champs, so yep. part of the selection process for their Queensland side. So I was really actually quite flattered to be asked. Um, not so much yesterday with a 70-kilometre hour breeze and rain <laughs> yeah. and hail down at Sandringham. At that point, I wish maybe I had a passed it up. But, you know, being a part of the um, the Queensland group's been great. Yeah. Um, it really does reignite, you know, your energy yeah. for the game. The girls are just – you almost sort of remember – what it was like when you were 16, 17, 18, when your body wasn't so broken. But um, no, the girls are fantastic. Um, I don't think they had the game they would have liked round one against Vic Metro. Yeah. Um, but the talent coming out of Queensland is just fantastic. Young Ariana Clark, Ruby Blair, Talia Randall. And 
the quality of people. Um, yeah. They're such fantastic young women and, you know, just their leadership potential um, is, is just great to see. And, you know, I'm a big believer of not forgetting where you've come from. Yeah. Um, when I left the state back in 2009, um, I don't think there was an established youth girls competition. There were a, a few sort of trying to get up and running. Yep. Um, but having spoken to Julia Price throughout the week, just the work that's been done by AFL Queensland, they should be really proud of what they've been able to yeah. achieve. And it, like, I mean, it's geographically, it's a huge state. It's you pretty know? big, yeah. And they're, 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 they're young rock. Lauren Bellish yeah. is from Mackay. So yep. that's, you know, you're talking Melbourne to Adelaide. Mm. That's how far away that is. Um, and, you know, some of these young girls are playing in open age competitions, some in youth girls competitions. So there isn't the direct pathway that you might see in a traditional footy state like Victoria. Um, so to be competing the way they are is fantastic and it's only going to improve in the future. Um, you know, but it's funny, the the girls yesterday were in with a sniff against Vic Country and you sort of think back to when you used to play against the Victorian sides yeah. and that sort of Queensland fighting spirit, It you know, it, it never leaves you. Um, I wanted the girls to win. Mm. I was a little bit, you know, at the start I was a little bit torn. I, I, I love some of the young Victorian girls, Lily Myth and, you know, Belair. I love the way they go about it. But halfway through the third when I thought, oh, we're a chance here. And I'm like, oh, we is Queensland. <laughs> um, you know, it really, um, it's great to be a part of. And I'm so glad that Craig asked. Well, I'd like to welcome our special guest on this week's episode, uh, Courtney Cramey. Uh, welcome. Thank you. Uh, now, you play for Morfittville Park in the South Australia Women's Football League. Yep, that's correct. And you've also represented Melbourne in the exhibition series. Yep, I uh, started out with the Western Bulldogs yep. uh, in my first year, but uh, moved over to the D's uh, the last two years. Fantastic. Um, now, I've got a couple of quickfire questions for you. What team do you barrack for? Uh, the Adelaide Crows. Oh, surprise, surprise. Uh, what do you love about football? I uh, just like the camaraderie. I don't think you can uh, play any other women's sport where you have uh, 21 other teammates. Um, you know, that's pretty special to go into into battle with that many girls around you. So I just, I love that. Um, but also the physicality of football. And who was your football idol as a kid? Uh, I did like Tony Modra. <laughs> Godra. <laughs> Taking the speckies. Yeah. CJ, thanks so much for coming along tonight. Bit of a late call up. Really appreciate you giving up your time. You're in Victoria for the Youth Girls Nationals, helping out South Australia? Yeah, um, South Australia are in uh, Pool B of the Youth Girls Nationals this year. Um, it's a, a really exciting time um, for these girls, uh, knowing that they've got a pathway now to, to play at the elite level. So um, just just seeing the, the professionalism, that's, uh, the bar's definitely being raised this year, um, championships being held in Melbourne. So SA is two from two, so we're mm -hmm. going strong so far. Yeah, no, absolutely. I've watched a couple of your games and, and had the pleasure of commentating. You've got some real uh, real guns down there. Mackerel, she just, she is a jet, isn't she? The Hatch fish. I've nicknamed her the fish. I was I was actually <laughs> listening to the commentary at that point. I hope she doesn't. So does bad. she mind? I don't know. <laughs> I'm sure she won't. She's a pretty laid back kind of country girl. Yeah. Uh, she's from uh, up near Port Pirie in South Australia. So Yeah, so that's another point I wanted to ask, Court. How... So South Australia, logistically, girls, if they're not playing metropolitan footy, is there much much options for them out country way? 
Look, there's a, it's not quite established just yet. Um, there was a bit of a competition running in Wyala, um, which is our, probably our second biggest city. Um, and down at Mount Gambier, there was a bit of a, a carnival type um, thing running down there. But no, mostly those country girls travel to SA to be part of the, the Metro squads. So it's a big commitment from the girls, parents, families, that sort of thing to get them into footy. Um, now, a little bit topical at the moment, people are talking about different rules, um, how they might look in female footy. Um, plenty of commentary out there in the media. Can you give us your feedback or opinion? I think in the SA NFL at the moment, it's the last touch out of bounds rule. Do, do you guys play that? Yeah, in our, um, in the South Australian Women's Football League, we don't don't have that rule, but in the Sample, they've brought it in this year. And uh, look, just talking to some of the coaches of the Sample that are involved in our state women's program, uh, they like the rule. Um, it keeps the game flowing. Um, but whether it will work for women's football, I'm not sure. But um, yeah, look, the the rule changes are interesting. Um, I think uh, we've got to be open to it, but um, I think there needs to be a, a bit of uh, work that goes in behind uh, what it's trying to achieve. Yeah, absolutely. Now, just going to throw this one at you. What do you do away from footy? What's one of your interests away from footy? Do, do you have one? <laughs> <laughs> takes up a, a fair bit of time, um, but uh, in the off-season, I do like to play a bit of golf. Um, oh, no. <laughs> Come on, courts. <laughs> Uh, golf and uh, probably camping, getting away to the coast. Um, yeah, that's my downtime. Asta loves camping. I do. Yeah. So, Asta, are you a, a, a tent person or you're a swagger? She's got oh, a swagger. Oh, boy. I, uh, <laughs> m- more your tent kind of gal, but um, <laughs> the last time I went camping, unfortunately, we were sitting around and sort of, you know, having a nice fire, a nice chin wag, and I left my tent door open. The oh, zip open? Rookie mistake. Well, I thought it'd be fine. Nope. Started raining. Then my down sleeping bag got wet. This is night one of a four-day hike. What a downer. Wowee. <laughs> but yeah, that's my latest and last ever camping experience. But no, it's great, Courts, that you've got that sort of life balance. It's important, isn't it? Yeah, absolutely. Um, I think we can put a lot of time and effort into our footy, but... Um, you know, you've got to have something away from that because, you, you know, your footy life isn't going to be forever. Um, we all do get old and our, our body does break down, so we've got to have some interests outside Oh, of mate, it. they tell me you're like Benjamin Button, though. <laughs> Getting better with age, almost. I mean, in all honesty, since we first met, I think back in what, mid to late 2000s, you really have turned it up. Like, your professionalism, the way you approach your footy, you've really taken, you know... Um, that serious sort of approach now, haven't you? What what was the, uh, I guess, the, the driver or the trigger for that for you? Yeah, I think I, um, you know, I came across from basketball and played basketball uh, most of my junior life. So um, coming to footy, I, I just saw it as a bit of fun, but then realised that, you know, there was an actual pathway that you could um, get to that elite level. And um, seeing that made me want it more. So, yeah, took it a bit more seriously. No, it's great to see now. One last one from me and I'll, I'll let Darcy have the microphone. She's, she tells good jokes, but hey, um, who is your favourite female footballer? Don't oh. say Lauren Arnell. <laughs> she is silky smooth. Um, favourite female footballer? I do like Hickey in the back lines. Uh, Melissa Hickey. Melissa Hickey. Right, so you've you've come over to Victoria, you've picked a Victorian. Are we so no South Australia? You've stitched them up. 
<laughs> oh, that's okay. That's Look, there, there is a, a great young gun South Australian called Ebony Marinoff. Uh-huh. uh-huh. And um, she is doing brilliant things at the moment and uh, was best on ground in our All-Stars match at Adelaide Oval recently. One to watch for the future. Absolutely. All-Australian last year in the under-18 Youth Girls Nationals. So um, definitely keep your eye on her. And Das, over to you. Oh, well, I guess, how have you found working with the youth girls? Um, this is my first time coaching. Uh, I'm involved with the Woomeras and it's it's been fantastic just getting to know these girls and um, and trying to teach them a bit. But what have you found? Uh, yeah, I think it's, um, it's definitely a lot different to uh, going away with a women's team. Um, I think the, the girls are fantastic in the way that they approach the week, um, you know, the lead up to it and, and when we're here, we're away and we're all one big family, which is it's really nice to see and I, I think it's definitely a, a different feeling to a women's side. Mm-hmm. Um, but just their willingness to learn. They're, they're so young and um, open to anything and they're just sponges and yep. you know it's just great being around them because they give you so much energy mm. yeah and you the bags under your eyes look all right i think there's room checks late at night just to make sure yeah. everything's still going okay but yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> so cj late last year we put together an advisory group um with members current playing members uh female players with the afl players association which you're involved with the south australian representative there can you give us some insight into what's discussed what the players are thinking talking you know what they see the 2017 comp looking like yeah look we um we all came together as a result of last year's exhibition match um and we were spoken to by the pa and and what they had to offer in terms of going forward and having a representation for the playing group and I suppose as players, we felt it important um, as things get bigger to make sure that um, we are looked after. I think um, there's a lot of goodwill that come from women in football. Um, and as a as a professionalism um, rises, we need to rise with it as well in that sense. So, yeah, we came together, um, worked through um, how we see things moving forward and, and what the playing group might want. Um, but also it was important to hear from the PA about what they could provide as well. So it's um, it's going to be interesting moving forward as to um, where we sit, but I think it will it will all work out about, you know, you mentioned rule changes and and contracts and so forth. So um, I'm sure that when when players get the uh, flashy lights in in front of them, um, yeah, the the PA will be there for us. Now there's some experience in the PA from obviously from cricket with Paul Marsh and and also Kelly Appleby. And we've seen the rise of cricket, you know, especially with the women's big bash. How do you think that will help football, having those kind of people on the PA? Yeah, I think, um, yeah, you mentioned Paul Marsh and he was pivotal in moving the the women's cricketers forward and in being recognised and, and their rights um, as players moving forward with Cricket Australia. So um, the fact that Kelly and Paul have had that experience in another sport is definitely in our favour moving forward. Um, about how we might go about it um, to get the best outcomes for players. Um, And those outcomes aren't always about um, whether it be uh, remuneration. It's also about our welfare and and, um, making sure that we're supported in in case of injury or or support with study or so forth. I think a real point of difference that I've noted, and we spoke about it um, throughout the Youth Girls Nationals, is the senior players currently, the female players, there's a real sense to give back. And to help grow the game, I think if you look around yourself and Darcy both helping out 
you know, with different teams, with the under-18s. Um, there'd be a handful of players there, you know, um, runners, water runners, timekeepers, whatever it is. I think that's something really unique to female football. Um, we all understand we play a role. Um, in South Australia, is it something that, you know, you've learnt in time? Is it something that's pushed by clubs? How do you guys get the older players to, to give back? Yeah, I think it's um, it's slowly happening for us um, and what it takes is those juniors coming through um, and, and when you get good numbers through juniors, you get the older girls um, wanting to be those role models for those kids. Um, we've got a little odds kicker out at our club and um, it's great to see the, the girl, younger girls um, being a role model for her. So I think it goes down the line and um, yeah, the juniors coming through really drive that. Well, Courtney, thank you so much for, for joining us and good luck to South Australia for the rest of the Youth Girls Champs. Not a problem. Thank you for having me. Thanks, Courts. So, Darcy, I think this is my favourite segment, definitely. And yeah. And maybe next week you can do a rap intro or something. Mm. Yeah, yeah, okay. But, of course, it is Ask Asta. do 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 <laughs> oh, no. Don't do your own intro no. music. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so we've got a couple of questions from Twitter. At Scarpix says, Hi, Asta. What drives you to be the best that you can be and inspiring your teammates to reach their full potential? Thanks so much, Scarpix, for sending in the, um, the question on Twitter. Oh, it's a tough question. I guess what drives me to be the best I can possibly be, it's... It's always changing and always evolving. Um, I think as a youngster, I missed out on a couple of rep sides and um, that really sort of made me have a good look at where I was at, how hard I was working and it it certainly wasn't hard enough. Um, So I'm really grateful that I didn't make those teams Mm -hmm. because it made me reflect and, you know, realise that I had to do a bit more if I ever wanted to be considered. Um, And at the moment, I guess, with my knee... It's all about being grateful for what I've already got and that drives me at the moment. I'm so grateful um, for the situation that I'm in. You know, I feel like I have fantastic teammates, fantastic coaches. I belong to a great club and, you know, I just want to be a part of it. I want to, you know, do as much as I can and, um, you know, in terms of the young girls coming through and reaching their full potential, it's just, you know, it's so exciting and they can teach you so much as well. Mm. So it's, um, you know, having those relationships are really valuable. But, you know, it's it's interesting. Um, you can't always be at your best and that's something I've learnt over time. Um, you do need downtime. You do need to step away from the game. You're not always going to play, you know, great footy. So what do you do in those moments? And that's where your teammates come in, your family, mm-hmm. your friends. So, yeah, no, it's it's definitely been a journey for me and I've learned a lot because of footy and I'm just so grateful that I've had the game in my life. Another Twitter user at Natural Justice wants to know how are you finding becoming an AFL player and public figure? Do people recognise you and how do you find that? Is this a question for Daisy Pierce? <laughs> <laughs> no, thank you for sending that through at Natural Justice. It's there's some very interesting Twitter handles there. Mm. Um, I, I certainly don't get recognised, <laughs> um, that's for sure. Um, but, yeah, it's been enjoyable um, looking at what it will be like to be a, you know, professional athlete, uh, what that means. 
it's you know it's pretty great to think that at you know in in the next 12 months there'll be girls being remunerated to, to play footy to um to do what they love doing so that's really great um there's also pressure that comes with that um but you know i go down and have a kick at vic park and there'll be a couple of guys kicking or a dad and his son kicking and i'll you know we'll handball back or we'll kick out from the goals and it's just commonplace and that's fantastic to see in our community. Um, now, five years ago, they would have been like, oh, wow, a girl can kick. And now it's just, ah, oh, thanks for that. Like, you know, and you, you talk to the youngsters and ask them about their footy and, and that's what I really like seeing um, people within our community. It's not uncommon that girls play footy, which is great. Good anything to add to us? <laughs> no, oh, no, 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 I don't. <laughs> I'm sorry, I'm just... Caught in the gaze. <laughs> so it's worth noting tonight, Darcy's got the hangries. It was her job to bring everybody dinner and she's let us down. Oh. Little shout out. But um, mm. that's okay. Next week she'll... Oh, that's okay, is it? Well, only just okay. Right. Very passive aggressive from Master <laughs> here. She's giving me some serious side eye. <laughs> they keep it nice. We're only three episodes in, guys. Come on. Mm. It's going to be a long season, Bessio. <laughs> yeah. yeah. We're all hungry. Yeah. <laughs> well, on that note, we better go and get some food. But yeah. uh, thank you for joining us for episode three. We will see you next time. Thanks, guys. Thank you, loyal followers. Do